Hey, you're listening to the Swap Moto Live podcast presented by OGO. I'm Don Maeda, and I am joined today by none other than Malcolm Stewart. So, Mookie, thanks for being the very first guest that we've had on the show. Uh, you know, that's 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 what it's got to be. First, if you ain't first, you last. So, <laughs> uh, no, it's cool to be on the show. So, I'm um, like I said, this is first time for you, and uh, I'm really excited to be on it. Yeah, I, I've told your brother for years. Man, I want to do a podcast, but I'm not going to do it until I have you on it. And he says, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. But it's, <laughs> I bought this recording equipment, I'd say three years ago, and I'm still waiting. And now he's not even returning my calls, so, you know, <laughs> I guess I guess little brother is uh, is a big draw also. Hey, hey I'm here. Hey, I'm, I'm here. You know me, I always pick up your calls, even though I don't want to pick up your calls on Skyline when we go mountain biking, but I'll pick up your calls for everything else. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, man, things are uh, things are shaping up for you. I, I saw you at Milestone last week, and you know, it was the first time I'd seen you in a little bit, and it's obvious to me that you've you've dropped a bunch of weight. And uh, Tony Alessi told me that the things are coming together for your program. So, man, talk about uh, 2019 coming together. Yeah, so uh, 2019 is actually looking pretty good. Uh, yeah, I started working with Swanepoel. Uh, and, and you know, obviously, I had to do something. And, you know, for me, I just felt like the last couple of years, I, when, as soon as I got into 450 class, I didn't realize how tough it is. You know, I'm, it's not just you know, a couple guys I, I had to worry about now, you know, being in a premier class, it's, it's stacked, you know, pretty much everybody who's top 20 has won a championship, a podium in the previous on lights class or have won races. So something, you know, it's definitely, you got to up that up. And obviously the whole vibe of the whole 20 minute race and things like that. So I've been, you know, for the longest time, I was kind of riding by myself at home and, you know, when you, you can only go so fast at, at your own house, you know, you don't really have anything, anybody to chase and, People always say, yeah, chase lap times, but man, like now, nowadays, everybody rides with each other. There's a reason why. So yeah, it took me a little bit, uh, to, you know, to finally get that down. But, you know, obviously the whole program, but, you know, Alessi and made that phone call and, uh, Alessi and, uh, Genova. So, you know, for those guys that even answer my phone call back and, and give me a shot is, is unbelievable for me. So, I'll, you know, they said, well, are you committed to come out here and, do your job and they they want a commitment you know and in reality for me that to even get the offer they wanted you know it's not just hey come out here and you know ride around no we want a legit program we want to see you with a trainer we want to see you doing everything so I said you know what like I even told myself like if I even get this opportunity I was going to do that anyways and sure enough like it all worked out so I got a hold of Swanepoel and Swanepoel always had, you know, with Cooper Webb, Aaron Plessinger, you know, even Colton Nichols, you know, all, all those guys, they, they had really good success. So, obviously, whatever Swanepoel was doing, it, it clearly works, you know. So, it, it's clearly part, you know, clearly it's working. So, why not be a part of that program? And I felt like, you know, for me, that's been the biggest thing. Everybody knows fitness has been the, one of the biggest things that's been holding me back. You know, we all know I got speed, but I felt like, for me, like if I can get my fitness down, you know, a fit Mookie in in a 450 class, happy on a motorcycle, can do some damage. And so far, we've been leading towards that. Yeah, you know, I feel good on the bike, and everything's going the right way. So it's might as well just keep on this train and you know hope for the best. Okay, so you talked about the team saying, "Hey, we want a real commitment from you. We want you to move out here, train with us, and get a program going." 
what sets the MCR Honda deal apart differently than the uh, JGR Suzuki ride you had last summer? Uh, you know, for me, I just think that the biggest thing is with JGR, in, in all, all, all teams are different. Um, I was a last-minute deal. You know, this I'm actually coming in with some prep, you know, hopefully leading for Anaheim 1, so I have a little bit more time on my belt. Um, as of last year, you know, with JGR, I've gotten better – I got better towards the end of the end of the season and supercross season, the more comfortable I got. But, you know, this year, you know, I got a little bit more time under my belt. So uh, between that, I mean, obviously, you know, between riding the motorcycle and being in shape, like that's, you know, more, that's a better fit for me. And I haven't had this opportunity since Geico days. Mm -hmm. And we all know, like, you know, when you have, a lot more time on the bike and everything's going the right way, you, you know, you're obviously, obviously going to ride better and stuff like that. So for me, that's been the biggest thing that I want. I just wanted some off-season training. And, you know, it's stressful being on the other side of the fence, like not knowing I got the call last minute when I was at JGR, it, you know, it was in, and it was kind of like it was a two-day or two-week trial. You know, it was going to be San, or I want to say Anaheim and San Diego or something like that. And then, you know, it was kind of like after that, it was like, well, we'll, we'll, we'll see when next Wednesday, you know? So I really wasn't like, well, do, do I ride something else or what? <laughs> so, I mean, I really wasn't a full commitment. So unfortunately, yeah, Dustin Bogle got hurt and that kind of like sealed the deal for me. So that was like, okay, now I can just focus on just being better, you know, getting more in shape and things like that. But overall, man, like if you're not in shape and you're not ready by, Anaheim won it. It's hard to play catch up, and that's been the biggest thing for me the last two years. It's uh, it's been tough, you know. So, um, you know, and that's not just fitness wise. That's that's an overall package of, you know, the eat, sleep, you know, the whole vibe of being comfortable of, of what you're you're doing. And uh, when you're not comfortable, everybody knows like you're not gonna ride your best. Mm -hmm. And then does the fact uh, that with MCR you're wanted, they pursued you. Uh, does that motivate you differently than being a replacement guy? Oh, hey, our guy's hurt. Can you fill in right now? Yeah, I, you know, for me, obviously those guys want me there. You know, that's 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 definitely. Obviously, it feels good to be wanted. Right? You know, you feel like you're at home. Like you know, when you ask for testing or anything about the bike, like they, you know, those guys go out of their way to do it. You know, so anytime that, you know, it's it's definitely comfortable for sure. And um. I mean, I love it. You know, so far, like I said, Tony's been great. Uh, I've been riding with Vince Freeze. That's that's been good. You know, somebody to chase, and you know, he'll he tries to chase me. So we've been riding a lot, and that's pretty much our our our. That's my partner right now until Justin Brayton gets back. So uh, right now, it's just us three, us three right now, and um, it's cool. Like I said, so far everything's been going great, and I I, I can't wait for you know more more things to happen, and you know we got some more overseas races to do, and I'm excited. All right, so as I said earlier, you look way more fit now. Talk about the training program, and, and dude, all right, backing up a little bit, when I was talking to Tony, he said they evaluated you, did a fitness test early on, and they said uh, they said Big Homie was 20% body fat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not, let's just say I'm big boned. <laughs> I mean, we're on baby this fat, my man. Baby, this is baby fat. That's my thyroid, man. Leave me alone, man. <laughs> No, um, yeah, we weren't looking so hot <laughs> uh, at first, but, you know, we had to do a fitness test. We had to find out, and, you know, the whole time I was, 
you know, on that bike doing the thing, and I was like, man, I don't want to see these results because I know they're gonna be terrible. But you know, you gotta you gotta face it. You gotta face it. So it wasn't good, but you know, obviously we lost a tremendous amount of weight um, so far. We lost over 17 pounds. That's that's amazing. Um, and I, who's to say I probably been I was probably a little heavier before I even started even riding before that before I actually started calculating it. So mm-hmm. um, for me, that's that's I feel like that's. A, a huge goal that's a big pat on my back you know honestly i i couldn't tell you the last time i lost that much in in forever i honestly i really i really tell i couldn't tell you because uh and i actually more disappointed i let myself get that much <laughs> <laughs> all right what do you weigh right now uh right now i weigh 202 202 what did you weigh when you won your 250 supercross title when i won my 250 title i weigh 207 oh really yeah so i was i'm actually heavy i, mean, I was heavier on a lights bike yeah Damn, was that thing a big bore? Right. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, 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 it pulled it pulled the whole shots. It did everything it needed to do. I um yeah, I was I was heavy. I mean, but don't get me wrong, I started out the season, you know, probably I would say right at two two hundred, you know, and then, mm-hmm. you know, as the season got going, I was stressing, you know, whatever. So I remember I'll never forget me and my um mechanic Adam at the time, uh we were eating buffalo wild wings like a week before. <laughs> <laughs> like I want to say, we were eating buffalo wild wings, like right uh, go, leading up to Vegas, and so we were like, "Well, he, he's doing everything he's supposed to do, except for his eating habits." I'm like, you know what? I gotta eat, bro. I gotta. I'm stressing out. I need to get some wings. So it it calmed me down, yeah. and we ended up winning it. So, it, you know, at the end of the day, it all worked out. I remember at uh, New York, I won the race, and the first thing I did is went and got me a big nasty slice of pizza in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah no i mean we can't be doing that no more so swine is gonna kill me if i do say all this but uh no we can't be doing that now we're we're you know we're definitely gotta pick the program up you know it's definitely a lot more challenging lights classes a lot more easy than 450 class mm-hmm. so we've got some heavy hitters in there so now you you gotta take everything serious and for i was obviously i can say from 2016 to you know going into 2019 the speed's gotten better. The bikes are better. Everybody's picked it up. So the pace is way more gnarly than it was before. So, uh, you know, you have no other choice but to either get with the program or get out. Mm-hmm. When you say the um, the 450 class is much gnarlier, is it? Well, the races are longer. The bikes are heavier and more powerful, and, and the dudes are gnarlier, right? So, I mean, everything about it is tougher, so you need to be in better shape, would you say? I would say, yeah. I mean, between the riders... Uh, you know, obviously the intensity level is a, is a lot more, you know, higher in in a sense. You know, you you definitely working with better equipment. You know, in a 450 class, um, you know, you, you know, it's a whole another motorcycle. You know, that, that's a beast out there. And you know, obviously all the riders, but the tracks too. You know, you're also, you know, the track from the lights class. You know, the tracks are so about time you get done with the 250 main event. You know, you're mm. just now starting beginning your 450 main event. The tracks are to chew up so. You know, those guys, Dirtworks, those guys can do the best they can. But, you know, when you got 22 top riders out there, 450 cc's, I mean, the track's going to get tore up, when you, especially when you're doing, you know, 27, 28 laps. Like, that's 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 a lot. So you're, you're not only versing the riders, but you're also, you know, going against the track. So you have to be fit for it all, you know. And I think that's um, – that's you can tell i mean if you really like start looking close to it you'll start seeing some of the riders start racing the track instead of the riders and that's just not because the tracks are just 
or just because the riders are getting tired, it's just you you got to adjust to it. And it's, it's that's in anything. That's in all racing. You know, it's just not every everything's changing. You know, you you obviously you you started getting more tired and you know things like that. But the track's always going to get more beat up, more ruddier, and you got to change lines and things like that. So adding more laps to it, you know, and typically you do a twenty minute or twenty lap main event back in the day now you got 27 laps so mm-hmm. <laughs> on certain tracks and you you know some tracks are softer than others so the track gets beat up so you're definitely um it, it definitely gets tough it definitely it definitely gets tougher so you definitely got to be on your toes on at all to- all causes mm-hmm. so you're talking about tracks getting rough and beat up every time i see a video of uh the compound back home in hand city it's fresh baby it's fresh it looks like a video game dude like it's so perfect do you guys like sometimes let it get beat up so you could practice in shitty condition? Yeah, I mean, uh, for the I mean, typically we we'll ride we'll ride the track, you know, obviously fresh Monday, and then you know by the end of the week it's pretty beat up. But you know, my if there's something that's really dangerous, you know, we're not gonna take that risk. You know, we we'll just usually let it go. But then again, I mean, lately I've been riding by myself, so the track ain't been that messed up. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know. If, but now, I mean, obviously, it's no—it's kind of no different than going out here to, you know, a lot of the tracks. Um, if you go to Milestone or Elsinore or Apollo, you know, the tracks are fresh in the beginning and they're prepped mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. So, in reality, I ride a fresh track unless you go to the test tracks and they only get once a week. So, yeah. Um, you know, it's a toss-up. But, I mean, when you got but a fresh track at Milestone, which is a public track, and you got about, you know, 10 10 12 got top riders out there track gets beat up pretty quickly mm-hmm. so it's it kind of reminds you of a race day i guess i would say like a race day deal so um i mean i'm okay with it either way but yeah no for sure but when you're back in florida man the track is fresh maybe it's fresh <laughs> palm trees fresh air orange tree uh-huh. so i can't talk about florida too much i'm gonna start missing it <laughs> yeah you, you gotta be homesick out I mean, this is probably the longest stint you've been in california in a while yeah I can honestly say probably the longest I've been out here since my career, probably like just straight, you know, especially not being in season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, but I already, you know, I made that commitment in my mind. So, you know, I have to do it. You know, that's something that, and, and I can see if, you know, I was out here and the results are, you know, the same. I'll be like, you know, whatever, I go back home, but I can name multiple things. I've lost, you know, over 17 pounds. I've gotten a lot fitter my bike's out here. I don't have to stress about worrying about a motorcycle. I can test when I want. I mean, it's it's all positives out here. So mm-hmm. I got a house. You know, I got a roof over my head. The only thing you know I don't I need is just my old school truck and my dog, and I'm set. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's what you said the other day. You said I'm homesick, but if I get my truck here and my dog, I'll be all right. I need, yeah, I need my '68 C10 Chevy. I need that out here now, and my dog. And once my dog comes out here, we, I don't really care. I'm good. So. <laughs> Nice. So, um, earlier you're talking about, you know, it's nice to have a teammate to practice with. And so you've been riding with Vince Freeze quite a bit. Now, does that guy get a bad rap because of people just see on TV him taking everybody out? Because, like, when I talk to him, he's super nice and polite. Like, does he try to take you out when you guys practice? No, no. You know, it's I feel bad, you know. I, I honestly, I got to give people, like, Vince credit. He's probably one of the most, like, mentally, like, like, he's pretty mental like straight actually like he's 
he's strong, mentally strong. Like probably, mm-hmm. I mean, he's definitely gone through a lot, you know, for sure over, over his past years, and you know, just for how many people, whatever they say, getting away, whatever. But honestly, like, yeah, maybe he might have gotten away and certain things, but you know, you got to give these give that man credit. At least he's out there trying. He's out there trying. And, you know, and everybody that down. you know can say anything and everything about the man, like. You know, at one point, we're all in that situation. You know, at one point, I ain't going to sit here and everybody's been in that situation at one point. You know, it's not like you are so perfect. You know, it's 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 tough. I mean, at the end of the day, it gets great starts. Hey, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, I wish I could get his starts, honestly. Like, you know, he's obviously, and you can tell in Vince's career, it's only gotten better. I mean, I was battling with that dude last year. Like, he was passing me, so, like, Clearly, you know, whatever he's doing has gotten better. And, and Vince is a good dude. Like, he's a, he's a great, we have, a, you know, a really good time. He's really chilled off the track. I mean, we all, like I said, we all make some mistakes. And, you know, it's wrong timing for him on the track. But I don't, I mean, I don't see him going out there intentionally saying, I'm just going to take somebody out. Like, you know, we're all racist. It's already a dangerous, dangerous sport as it is. So why have that mental attitude to go do it? So, I mean, there's a couple people I know out there that, We'll try to do it, you know, but, you know, at the end of the day, that's, that's, I don't believe that's who he is. And the same thing with me. I don't go out there and just try to take people out. And there's a lot of people in the line. We're all, you know, we all grew up together. You know, that's the funny thing is we're in the same sandbox. We all, if it's Day City, you know, meeting at Loretta Lynn's qualifiers, right? I mean, we all, you know, pretty much everybody that's in the 450 class today, at one point in time, we all raced each other, like, in amateurs, you know, so... We saw each other all growing up, so it's not like we have that, you know, hate towards people, you know, do that. You know, we're all, I'll never forget, you know, me, Eli, it's all of us, we were all, we just, yeah, except for Marvin. Marvin is a different breed, you know. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't see Marvin out, <laughs> but, um, you know, we're all just playing toy dirt bikes, just having a good old time like little kids. So we all just, you know, that's that's just, you know, who we are. So it, it's, it is what it is. So, you know, obviously at the end of the day, you know, at the gate drop, it's, yeah, that's just racing, you know. That's the way I look at it. It's just racing, so there's no need to go out there and try to hurt any other any other people. So, no, props to Vince. I definitely think he uh, he's he's gotten a lot faster as well. So, do you, do you have a, a Vince Freeze run-in story? No, I mean he did. He, I mean, there's days where he'll he he definitely tries to get me for sure. And his days <laughs> where he's actually got me before, you know, he surprised me. He'll he'll go out there and send it. So, no, Vince, he goes he goes good. He's a good dude and. You know, like I said, so far I've been happy with the program. So hopefully, whenever Brayton goes back and we all put all three of us riding together, it's only going to help us. You ever ask him about his start starting line ritual? I, you, I mean, you, he, he definitely right? does a few funny things. I ain't gonna lie. I mean, he definitely does a few funny things. He'll like he'll kick the stands and you know he'll tweak out the turn his handlebars and stuff like that. But um, that. I mean, hey, bro, that's 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 him. I mean, whatever it, whatever he does, I can't hate on it because he beats me off the start. So it clearly works. And yeah. usually most of the time, about, I would say, 70% of the time, he's always in that first turn before everybody else. So yeah. whatever he does, maybe I should start turning my front wheel and taking out like that. Maybe I should do that. But, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, it works. <laughs> so what about you? Do you have any... Uh pre-race which rituals or uh weird like superstition um 
I mean, the only thing I really do is like when I go on the on the racetrack. Anytime I go on the track, I go find a, like a little spot, and I'll sit there for about like three minutes, uh-huh. and just you know, I don't know why I do that. I really don't know. I, every every track I'll if it's on the track, Milestone, Elsinore, Paula, I'll go find a little area and just go sit there and like just do my prayers and kind of like get my mindset before I go on the track. So, I mean, that's the only kind of weird thing I do, but I, I don't do it at the racetrack and when I'm on race day. So yeah, you can't waste that. Open I can't, practice. Well, no man. No, time practice. Oh, time, woo, time practice. A lot of stress. <laughs> you know, that's the worst too. There's nothing worse too about time practice, man. Cause everybody just goes wide open. So you gotta be the guy to go out there and wide open. But this, this messed up part about it is You'll you'll come out, you'll do one, you know, heater, and you'll be like, oh, you're sitting third or fourth, right? Yeah. By the time you come all the way around the next lap, you're already like 15th. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Like, I just do it. And you're like, there's no way I could probably top this. I mean, you do, but, man, it the last, I mean, I say the last minute in time practice is, that's where the, that's where the board just gets shifted pretty hard. Gets crazy. It gets yeah. crazy because you always get you only got especially in very time, uh, second time practice where that's it you know so and especially if if you got you know each each race the starts are a little bit different so some starts are you know you have to have a really good position and some starts it really doesn't really matter where you start if it's a long straightaway so mm-hmm. but man those ones that are you have to get a good spot it's a lot of stress on you yeah a lot Is there of stress a- on you. Is there an unspoken right of way or, or courtesy you guys have for each other, like to not get in someone's way? Like if you get if you're cruising, you can tell someone's on the heater. You obviously. Yeah, you try to move aside, but I mean, I mean, I ain't gonna say. I mean, I've been in people's way. People have been in my way. Like that's. But sometimes, like when you're on the track, like you and you got another rider that's going slow in front of you, and you're just following them, like, and then you know. Some there might be different riders taking different lines and stuff too. So you're kind of when you're it, it's kind of scary, especially on the last couple laps. Like when you just just get people that just say, "Oh, whatever," you know, it is what it is. So and then people roll around. You're on, on you know, on the last lap, and uh, it gets a little hectic because you know, like it's honestly you got people. You're like literally like just moving left and right, trying to not hit people. But mm-hmm. I mean, I don't try to get in people's way. People probably, you know, most people have courtesy, which is pretty cool. Most people have respect, but there's a lot of people out there that just don't care. So, <laughs> and usually they end up getting hit. Yeah. Usually. So, I mean, that's, it is what it is. I mean, I hit people. If they get my way and I know, and usually like you'll know, like there's act, there's people that do it on accident and there's people that do it on purpose. Mm-hmm. And the ones that do it on purpose, like look back and they know <laughs> and they still don't move. That's when you're going to get hit. Yeah. Or I typically, with me. I just go past them and wait until they do a lap and get in their way. So it's just like, you know, there's there's a lot of people do that too. So, I mean, hey, you got to give or take, man. I'm telling you right now, when you're out there racing, there's no, like, people ain't going to give you no edge, especially because nobody wants to get beat. That's just the bottom line out there. But we have respect for each other, but... Man, we're racers. That's it's in our blood, you know. It's that's part of it. So I think that's what makes racing so great about what we do. It's it's all challenging, no matter what. Every time, every second out there, you no matter who is in front of you, you always want to beat that guy. You not want to face behind anybody. Mm-hmm. All right. So this uh, 
off season, <clears throat> you went and you won the Montreal Supercross. You got top five at Monster Energy Cup. So you've had good results on a 450 during off season. What is your best Monster Energy Supercross 450 class finish? Uh, sixth at uh, Indianapolis. Okay, what was the missing ingredient so far? Why haven't you been on the podium? Has it been the fitness that we were talking about? I think fitness and uh, really fitness and getting more comfortable. Uh, like I said, it, towards the end of the season, I got better. Um, but it's just really, that was the fitness part. You know, I wasn't really, and it's more than just one thing. Like, you know, you, you're doing the same thing, but you're just trying to get by. It wasn't really trying to, like, I can only do so much. You mm -hmm. couldn't overwork yourself in the middle of the season because you're getting tired. But as well as racing 17 weeks straight will get you tired anyways. Yeah, yeah. and the <laughs> travel. Know, so, yeah, the, or 16 weeks straight, I guess. But you get, you know, you got Easter off. So either way, you know, you're traveling and things like that. So there's only so much you can do. You can try. It's really just racing yourself in shape. But for me, I was kind of going in blind. I didn't know anything like about eating, eating habits and things like that. So I was just... You know, taking myself Chipotle, get myself rolling myself a fat burrito up. Were you paying the extra dollar for guacamole? I don't eat guacamole. See, I don't really okay. like green stuff. You know, yeah, except yeah, for you, money. That's you don't need like. <laughs> money now. Hold on now, Ooh, yeah, buddy. Money now. I'm money talks, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, uh, would you say right now that this short amount of period into your training program with uh, with Swanee, are you are you in like the best shape of your 450 career right now? I can say yeah. Really? I honestly say yeah. So you might be pretty badass on a mountain bike now? Uh, I mean, compared to you, probably, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I mean, you're good at Skyline. I mean, I don't know. I haven't got the Strava thing yet, so I'm not really down with the Strava because everybody just wants to look at everybody's Strava, and that's not cool. And then people have e-bikes, too, and they'd be cheating, so <laughs> it's just not really cool to me. Yeah, I heard the whole Strava heard, thing. Honestly, I think Strava is kind of annoying. Honestly, there's no need to be looking at everybody else's stuff. Yeah, it, it is kind of annoying. It's very annoying because then you can look at what I did. You, you know, just I don't know. I, I don't know. I ain't really about it. But just go the fastest you can go. Yeah, and that's all you can do, and that's what I do. So, uh, Mike told me Mike at Roy Cycler. He told me that you were talking about it, uh, Turbo Levo or e bike. Dude, I think they're sick. I, honestly, I think the, the I think the e bikes are cool. I mean, I wouldn't use it clearly because that would that would defeat the whole purpose. No, you know what? Well, hey, you know, Alden and those guys they use their e bikes on uh, recovery days, right? So like when you just want to go out and spin your legs, mm -hmm. I think they do at least. Although Zach Osborne told me that Alden makes him ride it turned off. <laughs> Yeah, so I was gonna say probably the e bike. Yeah, if you make some ride it turned off, it's really defeating the whole purpose. And that thing's heavy, fifty pounds. So, yeah, that's that's not even. That's not really a recovery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's not, more of a death. That yeah, it's a death trap. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm good with my bike. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> so so at this point, are you doing more road riding than than mountain biking? Well, right now we're starting to switch over to mountain biking. Uh, went mountain biking this morning actually. So ah, um, where'd you go? Slaughterhouse. Mm, just, haven't been there. Did you did you did it, ITT? The description right? explains everything. Does Slaughterhouse. It? Did you go with the crew? Uh, me and Justin Cooper and Swanee, yeah. Oh. So, uh, Swanee had to leave early because of the other boys are riding at the test track today. But mm -hmm. uh, me and Cooper, uh, Justin Cooper, finished it off. So it's like I said, it's, Slaughterhouse is 
tough, huh? Uh, it's tough. I mean, it's a short. It's short, but it's tough. It's, it's real just, steep. Yeah, it's just real steep. Huh? And I don't. Did... And I, I think the hardest thing for me is because I don't. I don't know that trail. So uh, the hardest thing is when you don't know how far you have to go. You don't know how much. Yeah, you don't know to. where to push it at, and then you know I, you you stay behind them, and next you know, and you know they're cranking in. You're just like, oh, we're, we're okay. We start cranking it, and you just get lost, and then you almost run in the back of them because you think you're still supposed to be cranking it. It's dude, it's it gets hectic. So me, I like to kind of like give a little gap and then go, but. I don't know. I mean, it, it was it was way better today for sure mm-hmm. than uh, the last time I went. So, like I said, we've been getting better. I've been I'm a Greer fan. I like Greer. Greer's I'm, fun. Greer's fun. Greer's but lately, like, uh, I heard Greer's been a little dangerous on the way down some of those hills now. So, but now you know, Mike at Roy's he he hit me up. He gave me a drop seat, so now yeah. I don't have to worry about you know the seat all all up in the butt going down the hills. So <laughs> getting that little now it gets a little light when you start endoing. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I no, think I, I had a big one. I'll never forget. Uh, it was last year. I had a big. Oh man, gosh! Over the bars? Oh, I don't even remember it. That's how bad it was. Oh, and what the problem was? I, I know where I messed up. I know. I'll never forget it. I got on top of the hill. I pulled my phone out. I'm like, you know what? I'm listening. I start listening to some Rob Zombie. <laughs> And it went downhill. That's what, that's all. I didn't, I don't even remember even making it halfway down the hill. I put, all I know is I hit play, Rob Zombie. Next you know, you woke I woke up. up. I had my shoe was off. My camelback was busted. <laughs> like, the bike was all tweaked were, up. Were you alone? Yeah. Oh, oh wait, was, you crashed so hard your shoes came off? Yeah. That's the, shoe was, the shoe was clipped in still. <laughs> Came out of your shoes. That came out of my shoes. That's when you know you hit hard. That's good. Oh, broke the glasses. Oh man, it was it was a bad day. So, I yeah, uh, I, I think my favorite memory of riding Greer with you is, um, well, one I smoked you up the hill. I took pictures of you climbing up. But two, at the bottom, had to throw that that, in yeah, I had to throw that in there, you know, for evidence, because I, I did one at one time I beat you, but at the bottom of the hill, you stopped and you were dead serious. I need to ask you guys a question. And we're like, yeah. <laughs> Why do you guys want to go so fast downhill? <laughs> oh, you guys like going fast. I'm not like I said. And that's that was that was why. Ever since I had that big one, I um, yeah, I became a little girl. I ain't gonna lie, because I realized after that, I realized I can really get hurt on a mountain bike trying to be a hero. Oh, it's it's because you're. I've seen it. Just I I. And that's another thing too. Like I want to jump jumps, but I don't got the talent for it. Like I, you know, right, you jump, get those bicycles people that, jump all weird. If anybody that ever watches fails, right? That's what I like watching. Go on YouTube <laughs> and watch fails. And you just pull up fails mountain bike jumping, and you just watch these guys just jump and just straight endo. That's me. That is me. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how to like pull the front up or anything. I just. I just every single time I've endo and it's it's just I don't know how to I don't know what to do I don't know if I seat bounce it and endo I don't I don't really know but I run out of talent on a mountain bike. Well, it's the air shocks, they rebound kind of weird and I think my rebound got no a throttle. Fast. I wanted to slow my rebound down a little bit, but well, wait, I, uh, there's another good story about you at Greer. You're uh, you're sending some of the jumps and then you like pop both your tires. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did. I was. That was before I had the big one, though. See, that was confident there. And then, like, another week or two later, that's when I was like, you know, I'm 
I'm getting good. You know, I, I sent one of the jumps. I then I popped both my tires. That sucked because I had to walk a mile and a half back. But, you know, it is what it is. I mean, I still got my calories in. <laughs> but the the Rob Zombie. So I don't, I don't, I no longer listen to Rob Zombie going down the hills anymore. He, he retired on my playlist. You know, you don't seem like the Rob Zombie type. You know, I, I, you know, and that's the thing. I, I just, I was just feeling him. I was just like, you know, I gotta, I just gotta was listen it the, to Rob Zombie. Was it like I, you the... know, I think it's because I was in the Supercross. You know, being in Supercross, you know, it's always rock music going on. And yeah. Or it was in, you know, the first time I heard Rob Zombie was in Krusty Demons of Dirt. Right, yes, see, that's another good you one, know? see. I remember watching Krusty Demons. I remember Bubba. Remember Bubba? Oh, yeah, I remember <laughs> Bubba. <laughs> Push Bubba down the hill. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, see, those, see, Krusty Demons of Dirt. I remember Raph Child. Obviously, all the Terraformers. And uh, what else is there? I'm trying to think. What, There's what Fistful of Throttle. Remember that one? Ooh, I remember Bar to Bar. But, uh, yeah, all the Bar to Bar Bars. I remember back in like 2002, Bar to Bar. You know which one's my favorite? Which one? Pre- Premix 2. Premix 2 was... Huh? Hey, Premix 2 was good. Had that a, was a good one. Hey, I ain't gonna lie. Premix 2 was a great one. That yeah. Was, that was great. That was fun. So you were ringing out the RM250 for that. And I think, was that the first time you ran a 252 stroke? No, no, you'd rid, you raced them. Yeah, but. you raced them back in the day, but that was... A, first time in a long time since amateurs yeah yeah i remember when we were filming that you were like hey 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 leave your camera in the truck let me get used to this thing for a little bit yeah and you it were took trying you like, to film me like right yeah, off the back it took you like two turns and you're wide open on that i thing. know i know but you know sometimes you get a little nervous you know it's a two-stroke and you know that's it's a weird power band you know you gotta i'm so used to just lugging it through the corners on a 450 but you know on two-stroke you gotta ride the thing hard you know what's funny is I mean, we pounded out that day. Yeah, we literally. I probably we were supposed to film the next day. We were supposed to film the next day, and we just we just went for it. And that night, I was so tired. (laughs) I was so tired because to make the video look good, you gotta try. Wide (laughs) open. You gotta go. I was wide open the whole time. But let me tell you what, I probably put a. I guarantee, I put a two-hour moto in. Yeah. Hey, you know, to this day, I will say, you know, I had never seen anyone ride. Zack Station that fast. And, you know, the place is closed now, so you stand in the Zacca Hall of Fame as the, the... The fastest guy? Yeah. I'm down with that. That was that was the fastest guy, especially on a two-stroke. Yeah. I mean, I remember I was, like, asking you, like, okay, I'm going to stand right here real close to the track. And you come close to me, and you, and you said, oh, I have no plan. I just know I'm not going to let off the throttle. So I wouldn't stand there because I don't know where I'm going. Yeah, no. I mean... There's definitely a couple of times I blew off the track for sure, but at the end of the day, I it made the video. It made the video. It looked good. The ratings were good. So as far as I'm concerned, everybody was pumped on the video. So you know, huge shout out to the fans. Thank you guys because that was uh, that was a lot of work doing that and a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of nerves and scariness to, to <laughs> scrub all those jumps and be wide open on a shoe stroke. I don't honestly see if I would have rode like that in amateur, that would have won everything. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> oh boy! So you built a bike just like that, and you had it on display at your rig all year. And I think you've never even ridden that bike, right? No, that bike's never been ridden. Why not? I don't know. I just I don't know. I like I, me personally. I like bikes that are kind of like you know original to the chassis. 
Yeah. And I think that's that's really what makes the two stroke. You know, people kind of change the bias and, you know, putting 450 frames and 250, but it kind of defeats the whole purpose. I mean, if you're going to go all the way back to the two stroke, make it look like a two stroke. Like, yeah. just. But the thing is, is there's still some missing parts in that bike. <laughs> that's another thing. Yeah. Yeah, you some know, of the engine mounts look a little sketchy. Some of the engine mounts are a little weird. You know, there's a, there's a couple things that are different on that thing, but it's not it's not all there. That's why it's on display. Yeah. Okay, so that bike originally was built for your brother, right? Mm -hmm. Because James was supposed to be in kick in premix one, but that kind of all fell apart. Yeah. But, but uh, has he ridden it? Has anyone ever ridden that bike? The bike's never been ridden. Really? Well, that's because it's. Some of the parts are still not there. <laughs> so, um, no, nah, but people don't understand like the rebuild of, the rebuild of two stroke, it's actually a lot it's actually a lot harder than you think. It's uh some of those parts are really hard to find. People don't understand like you know, you got like foot peg pins and like just uh, even a CDI box, like those those things are really hard to find. So uh like I said, we all love two strokes. I mean, I think honestly, making the two stroke class would be awesome. Like just to hear that in the supercross track, just a straight two stroke. Yeah. You know, maybe a twelve lap main event, or two, pure two fifty two strokes or one twenty five. Don't really matter. But just to bring that back, I'll go race that. Honestly, yeah. I'm good. <laughs> I'll be go like cheaper that. too, right? It was cool. It, <laughs> I think it's cool just to, you know, to mix it up like that, give some of the fans that some you know, give them something what they wanted. Um I, I think that, you know, me personally I, to bring it back, maybe just maybe a, a maybe do a, like a four round series or something cool like mm -hmm. that. I don't know. So it's it'd be hard to do, but I mean it definitely pull it off. You'll definitely grab some attraction. Yeah, definitely. Two strokes are popular. All right, changing subjects a little bit, uh What's it like being Uncle Malcolm? Really cool. Being being Uncle Malcolm is really cool. You know, it's uh, it's one of those feelings I really can't explain. It's you know, just being uncle and hanging out with him is is awesome. And the funny thing is, is though, like he's a little punk though. <laughs> <laughs> he's a little punk. I love him, but he's a little punk. He'll like he'll come up to me and. I try to get him to talk, but he don't like talking around me for some reason. But every time I'm, I walk away, he'd be like, oh, Uncle Malcolm, Uncle Malcolm. But as soon as, <laughs> you know, as soon as I, I come up to him, he just, I'm like, hey, come here. Nah, I ain't coming. <laughs> nah, nah. But the moment I walk away, Malcolm, Malcolm, Malcolm. So I'm like, dude, you little punk. So, uh, but, he, you know, obviously he's watched me ride and stuff like that, which is awesome and Mm -hmm. Any person he sees on a motorcycle or anything that looks like a motorcycle, Uncle Malcolm, Uncle Malcolm. So he, everybody's me. Oh shit! So, so hey, how bad is that killing James? Then that his kid thinks everyone on motorcycles, his I, brother. It probably kills him deep down inside. <laughs> I probably would. I mean, if I was him, I probably I'd probably be a little ate up. Yeah. <laughs> but it's probably cool. You know, that's just it's just cool to. You know, to have that and, you know, being an uncle and all that, it's it's really cool. And James is super happy and with the kids and stuff. So, yeah, how and is obviously he? the parents, my mom and dad, you know, being a grandma and grandpa for the first time, you know, that's that's a, a, a awesome feeling for them. And from obviously, you know, moms, you know, 
was gonna cater to his kid, you know, a lot yeah. more than anybody. That's that's the first time she's seen anything that little in a long time. Yeah. So, you know, for for me, I'm I'm waiting till he gets a little bit older, you know, <laughs> where he you know he'll come to me. And I'm gonna show him all the bad things, you yeah. know, where he shouldn't do. But I'm, that's what that's what um, that's what uh, being that's an uncle is all. That's for. what it's all uncles are for. You know that my my daughters they both learn how to say shit because my wife's brother. Yeah, that's unfortunate, but he's gonna learn a lot more worse stuff, man. <laughs> oh no, we're gonna keep we're gonna keep it PG thirteen. But yeah, for the most part, he's gonna he's really gonna trust his uncle. Oh yeah, yep. I'm gonna be a real old man, just looking at everything. Yeah. So how is James uh, wrapping his arms around fatherhood? He said at first it was tough. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's always tough. You know you. You have a kid, you first, you soon as you take it home, you, it's screaming, and you don't know what to do, really. You figure it out quick, but yeah. they, they, he said you can read all the books, do everything what the lady tells you to do, demonstrations, you know, the whole baby classes, oh, but yeah. that don't work. You know, it, it's like one of those things where you're just like, and obviously when, you know, the wife leaves, and you know, she really can't really walk around that, you know, like she ain't moving like she normally was, so you're kind of really catering doing everything and it's waking up every two hours and you're trying to get to go to sleep it, it's yeah i don't know it's it's <laughs> i mean I, I ain't there i wasn't there but i felt for him though i mean yeah. his eyes are just bloodshot red for like two weeks straight i was like you all right i was like do you look like he got hit by a freight train i'm like you all right yeah yeah you, you sure yeah yeah I'm, I'm i'm good you've been eating not really <laughs> Is he having a, a easier time with number two? Yeah, because you, you kind of have he the said swing it, yeah, thing. Yeah, he said you got the swinging thing, but he said the first time that one he didn't know what to do. Yeah, he didn't know what to do, and but you know that's part of life. You know, that's you you bring that thing in the world. That's that's part of it, and everything <laughs> it, it changes. It changes you, and uh, I think that's that's you now he's he's so happy. You know, that's one of the coolest things for him. Yeah, I mean, I know you probably get it fifty times a day. You know, when you're at the track, but, you know, where's James? Is he coming back? I mean, has he wrapped his head around, like, you know, he's not racing anymore? Or is there still, like, a glimmer of, I could still come back? Um, no, he kind of wrapped his head, yeah, probably around it. I mean. Because I know there was a team coming together. Was it last, for the, for this year, or was it for last year? Uh, for 20, it was actually for last year, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, obviously I'm out bike with Renee yeah. quite a bit, and he was telling me that things were coming together. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it's, um, you know, it was one of those things that, you know, I, I mean, I think, you know, he loves, he still loves racing, you know, but I'm not, you know, I'm not him. I'm not, I can't really tell you, like, what he's actually thinking, but, uh, you know, when you're racing, You've been racing all these years. I mean, no matter what, you'll still love racing. That's mm -hmm. just, that's the bottom line. I mean, he still watches some of the racing. Um, yeah, know, does every he? Race, every race that I'm at, I'm in it. Yeah, he'll watch. But if I ain't yeah. in it, he ain't watching it. Um, but yeah, no. I mean, if I can see him doing some overseas races, maybe you know for fun or mm -hmm. something like that. But I don't. I don't know. I mean, he might. I. I, I really can't tell you. You know, sometimes he. He'll talk about I want to do it again, and then sometimes he's like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know, I'm better off in a whole night. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his, I can't his, really tell you. 
Has his golf game improved? Oh yeah, his golf game's definitely improved. I mean, I swear, the, the he plays more golf. So like I saw, like, dude, you play more golf than Tiger Woods do. <laughs> I was like, there's, there, I never seen somebody play like you know, thirty six holes a day. Like that's ridiculous. Really, yeah, twice. Yeah, in morning and and evenings. So, hey. He did everything he was supposed to do. That's yeah. how I look at. It. He's done everything. He's won all of all of every all, of, all the championships. He's so it's one of those things that I mean, if you want to call it, you can call it, and you'll you mean you'll never be something that you'll never be forgotten. Mm-hmm. And still to this day, you know, people are curious and they want to see him and things like that. You know, not very many writers have people want to talk about somebody like that ever. Yeah. I never really heard of that. So, um. Yeah, he's he's definitely a, a a big name in the sport and always will be. Yeah, it's funny because I think he's like the he's probably in my career he's the most like quote unquote mysterious <laughs> mysterious writer that the personality within the sport you know because like he was real to himself you know and secret about certain things but. I mean, to me, in trans world, he was always real good. We had a good working relationship, but uh, he was a mystery to a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, I mean, he liked you, though. (laughs) (laughs) Not saying he didn't like other people, but, yeah, I think a lot of people just got the wrong vibe. You just got to, like, you know, clearly you figured it out. He's definitely a a weird, you know, character to work with, but it's like people, I think more people get more intense to work with him. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to really, or... You can't ever really get a hold of him. He's always been that way, you know, or something. But, you know, for the most part, you know, every any every interview that you wanted to do with him, you came up to him and talked to him, and you, you got it. So it wasn't, you know, so a lot of people didn't really know what to do. Or they'll go through other people, and you just walk right to the source. Yeah, That's the way to do it. That's how you had to do it with him. Because if you didn't, you went through somebody else, you weren't getting it. <laughs> You weren't getting it. Nobody wants to call him and be like, hey, can you do this interview for something? No, 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 no. So. Yeah. How much uh, does he, or is he involved at all in your writing? Like, like I mean, does he give you tips? Does yeah, say, absolutely, hey, yeah. Like, I, uh, um, like that milestone clip that you sent me, He, uh, I forwarded that to him, and he was just giving me tips on it. And, you know, there's days when I was even at, in the track, obviously back home riding, you know, he'll come out and look, you know, and watch me ride and try to give me tips and things like that. So, no, he's around. No, he's mm-hmm. in, uh, and people always, that's why I always laugh. And, like, people ask me, where's your brother? I'm like, dude, I just saw the dude yesterday. What are you talking yeah. about? So, <laughs> we, we ain't where he's at. He just ain't around you. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, no, it's, you know, for the most part, uh, he, he definitely, he's, he's, He's all about it. You know, he's all about trying to help me out. And uh, still to this day, he gives me tips. He'll text me and, you know, ask me or call me, ask me, you know, what's going on, how's things going, how's the bike, and things like that, if there's anything I can help you with. And, you know, obviously he's, you know, seven years older than me, so he's pretty knowledgeable about how to, you know, set up a motorcycle and things like that. So if I always say, hey, uh, the bike's pushing and, you know, or this, and I can't really get it to turn, you know, he 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 knows pretty quickly, like, oh, well, how's the rear or something like that. So mm-hmm. he definitely can get my bike set up fairly well without actually even seeing it, you know, just just being there or just, you know, hear, like hearing me out. So. Yeah. Was he uh, was he completely opposite of you and set up, though? Like, I mean, you guys 
different size and stature and like how much could it, his bike setup advice apply to you? You know, it's funny because for the most part, his bike was always stiffer than me. Yeah, he was super stiff. He was always a stiff, you know. Um, he just said when the bike was stiffer, he rode, you know, he, he rode it better. But um, now, I mean, the, the game's changed. You know, those different chassis, different bikes, you know. it's You know, when he was riding it, obviously went from the two strokes to four strokes, not fuel injected. So he's he's done then now fuel injected. So he's done, wrote them all, basically. Mm-hmm. I can sit there and say that. Um, but, yeah, no, I think just when you when you have that time and you have that much seat time, you kind of, over the years, you know what, what you like and what you don't like. And I'm sure Ricky and Chad Reed, you know, those guys can set their bikes up fairly well. Mm-hmm. That's why their bikes look always pretty good when they're on the bike. You know, it's just from years of experience you yeah. know they know the game they know what they were doing and when the bikes weren't that good and when now when they were good so it's it's pretty good so having a setting um from his setting i would take it but most of the times that we rode we always rode different man- manufacturers so um it was kind of hard and i can always only thing i can only do is just tell him like you know what's it what it's doing or he i would come into the track you know and and ride and he'll see it and he'll point it out like you probably should do this and this and this but you know most of the time it worked out better so mm-hmm. um for me i think that was a big plus but yeah most of the time we didn't really ride in the same we didn't ride the same manufacturers ever yeah at the same time uh, I, actually i don't think yeah never yeah never actually yeah i can actually say that never yeah. uh the closest we got was on Suzuki's, but when we were going to do start the team, but that was it. We were going to ride Suzuki's together, but that kind of fell apart. So, mm-hmm. no, that was never, never happened. My bike was better anyway. So that's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> My setup was better anyways, even though he made it, told me to, but I just think I made the final clicks. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Last question about your brother, I promise. <clears throat> what is he, uh, what was his reaction when Plessinger took seven? Uh, you know, what's funny. We didn't even talk about it. Really? Not one word, not, not one word. So clearly I don't think he cared. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I really don't. Uh, I mean, I know he doesn't have anything against AP or, you know, yeah. but I just think he, he didn't even care. Yeah. You know, that's, I mean, you can't even really like replicate that, you know, you know, no offense to Plessinger, but. You can always say, well, the easiest thing is you got one person that's black, one person that's white. That says, <laughs> there it is right there. <laughs> that like that settles it. <laughs> with 2-7, there's one that's white and there's one that's black. Yep, there you go. See? Now did we you, got, did now you talk we got to, white. Yeah, I talked to Nick. And you asked talked him, to Nick Way? Yeah, and he gave me their approval. And uh, I thought that was uh, that was really awesome because I was hoping he was going to say yes because if not, I didn't really know what else to do. I was going to take it anyways. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Did you, did you uh, choose 2-7? Because there was a seven in it. No, I choose two seven because my original um, two seventy one. I was my amateur number was two seventy one, so huh. that's the closest thing. I and I didn't, that. I didn't want to be seventy one. I mean, that just, yeah. that just didn't look that cool. That's too, that's too, too high. That's way too high. So twenty seven. I always, you know, I always thought Nick Wave bikes always look good. I'm like, man, I was always jealous of that number anyway. So I'm like, man, I'm gonna get that number. I always said, I'm gonna get that number if I can. I'm gonna get that number. And then sure enough. Nick was out, and you know the number was <laughs> up. I was like, "That's the first thing I'm grabbing. I don't want no other numbers. I yeah. didn't want seventeen, thirty-seven, none of forty. Nope, 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 nope. Two seven, two seven, baby. 
What do you think of the permanent number system? Like, uh, I mean, it's kind of crazy to me. There's some guys out there that you think are like established, gnarly dudes, and they don't have a permanent number yet. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's it's. I mean, honestly, it's it's kind of up in the air, you know. I mean, if they went back all the way back to how they did it back in the day, where it's kind of how you finish, and that's mm-hmm. the numbers changed all year. But now, I mean, people are building their their own brands brands over their numbers, you know. Um, so it's kind of hard to say, you know. It's it's one it's one of those things where that that's your that's your patent, and that it is what it is. So. Yeah. It's a catch twenty two. Um, me personally, I think it would be cool to go back to some of those numbers, mm-hmm. that, you know, like original numbers, maybe for outdoors or something. But I mean, that's your patent, so it's kind of hard to. And, and and the thing is, is too is if you keep switching the numbers up, it'd be hard for fans to follow it as well. Yeah, so but that's I remember why. that being <clears throat> one of the exciting things about every new year was like it was oh. a new yeah new year new number new like new everything so. Maybe that's what they should do, uh, you know, bring it back for more exciting, you know, things. I mean, either way, I'm cool with it. If they, mm-hmm. they change it, they change it. They don't, they don't. Um, I mean, it was, it definitely was, it definitely kept you on your toes and it kept things more interesting for sure. Yeah. You know, uh, you know I remember because always, you know, growing up, I thought Ezra Lux was always, I always liked Ezra Lux, you know, mm-hmm. when he was number 11, 4, 3, you know, he's changed numbers so many times, but... I always knew what number he was. Yeah. So that's that's the thing that I, you know, I think that's that's what the thing I was cool. So you you definitely followed him for sure. But mm-hmm. I mean anybody that's whoever your fan is, no matter whoever you're you're a fan of, you're always gonna follow that person no matter what. You you'll get updates no matter what. So yeah. Whether if he's twenty seven, thirty seven, five, four, three, whatever, don't matter. The biggest uh, building your own brand then is obviously seven and your brother. How uh, how involved is James still in Seven, and what is your role within the company become? Because it seems like you're super involved. Yeah, I mean, I'm obviously get more involved in it. You know, for me, it's just um, I mean, I don't really have an exact role. I just really just kind of I mean, try to look after certain things, but in reality, I just try to talk to as much people as I can. But Roger, that's really what Roger's role is, and obviously the guys in the company that you know like the um gear guys and mm-hmm. things like that so f- for me i just kind of chill then <laughs> yeah. i just you know if there's something that needs to be come up then i'll i'll you know have my little word but i ain't really trying to you know be i mean i want to be more involved in it for sure but being more involved in it there's, there's a price that, you pay <laughs> that, takes, that takes away from your training time yeah right? there's a price you pay so i'll be in the meetings you know do my thing but you know james is definitely involved in it uh clearly way more a lot more than i am because mm-hmm. I mean, he owns the company so for me i just uh you know if there's people uh, look after some of the books and number some of the numbers and I, I just see that and I'll you know give out opinion on gear or whatever the mm-hmm. case it may be but everything else is just uh, pretty basic for me you know I'm just learning it more and more and like I said I still got my own career to do and I still got my own things to do but you know this is a you know this this company is a is a family thing so I'm not the only one looking at looking over it as well as my mom's mm-hmm. more really involved in it really really involved in it so uh my dad's just chill, man. My dad did. He did, man. He don't care, man. He Your dad works dad. on his cars. Yeah, he just works on his cars. But, you know, between us three, 
you know, me and my mom and brother, you know, that's that's kind of one of the ones that really look after things. Okay, here's one for you. Do you actually collect a paycheck from Seven, or is it like a free family thing that you got to do? Uh, I mean, I collect a check, but it goes back in it, so... <laughs> So it doesn't really go nowhere. Let's just say it just in and out. You know, I mean, don't don't it, it don't let it fool you. <laughs> yeah, you may get something, but you're gonna give it back. Yeah. So, um, you know, it is what it is. It's a family thing. I ain't really stressed. I don't stress that at all, man. I ain't looking here to get a paycheck from that because you know, at the end of the day, we want you know we want the company to grow and be bigger, bigger mm-hmm. and bigger and bigger. And you know, we're gonna do that. You know, we're. That's the reason why, you know, I go to Loretta's. I want more people, you know. That's why I'm one of the biggest reasons I like being at Loretta's is, you know, not only for the company, but being around the kids, and, you know, because being what, sponsored by Seven, I want them to feel like they're at home. Yeah. You know, where they're like, yeah, man, Malcolm's giving me tips and things like that. Not just, oh, here, we're just going to give you a set of gear and pay you whatever. I want, you know, you to be more you know, feel like, man, like, this is, this is good, you know, like, you know, kind of like the old, you know, back in the day when I used to be sponsored at Fox, I remember, um, uh, Todd Hicks, you know, he always came to the races, kind of made you feel like, oh, you know, like, good, like, you were part of the company, like, you know, you're a family, and that's kind of the role that I want to do for, you know, seven, you know, I want mm-hmm. more, I want to be there for the kids and you know if they have any questions or anything any tips i can give them and things like that that's what that's what i like doing and you know i like being around kids in in general so i think the kids are the future so that's uh that's a obviously a big plus for me and um it's cool just being at the red is and any all the big races if any race i can go to if i like obviously try to make the time for it for sure and and you know you you if their time is right and where I'm in the right area or whatever the case may be I'm I'm there mm-hmm. I am there I think it's I like going to the amateur races I like being you know there it it's a whole different soul relaxing vibe and you know obviously I like going one of the biggest reasons I like going to the amateur races I like the mini all, I like the mini dads bro oh. like get them all mad <laughs> get them all get their kids because I was like yeah yell at them yellow because <laughs> I remember those days those days suck oh yeah. Good old, yeah, because, you know, when you're a little kid, you know, you get promised the world, but you don't, if you don't do good, you ain't getting it. You nope. ain't getting out of it. See, me, I was always a little chunky monkey when I was coming through, so I was always eating the old, you know, candy or, you know, uh, uh, hot, the, the hand-dipped corn dogs. Oh, man, that just <laughs> sounds so good right now. <laughs> but the hand-dipped corn dogs, the, uh, just all of it, I was always... You know, if I did good, I got like a top five. Yeah, I, I deserve a hand dipped corn dog. Yeah, yep. But Mama <laughs> loved me anyway, so I got it anyways. Yeah. Whatever, how, no matter how I finished. <laughs> so, but you know, for the most part, I think it's 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 cool just to be around the whole vibe, and uh, I love it. Yeah, you were uh, you came out to hang out at the mini major. Um, obviously seven was on my birthday title on, my yeah, birthday. on your birthday see, and you got sweet, a cake though did you eat the cake or did Swanee say you couldn't have the cake no he wasn't going to tell me what to do that day oh how many slices did you have uh I'd give or take about three maybe four <laughs> <laughs> depends on how the slices you know I mean there were big slices now <laughs> you know I you know it's messed up too I even told Swanee after I, you know, we, cause he knew, he knew it was my birthday. So he's like, nah, we're going to go a little bit extra. So we went 50 miles that day. Uh-huh. 
I purposely did not eat lunch just so I can eat cake. <laughs> that's that's how sad it was. That's why I was like, you know what? I'm not going to eat. I'm going to starve myself just to eat cake yeah. because I know when I eat the piece of cake, I'm not just going to have one slice. I'm going to have like three or four slices. So, yeah. you know, I mean, I couldn't say I couldn't really count the calories for that, but you know, at the end of the day, that cake was good. It's my day. It's it my birthday. birthday. It's my yeah, birthday. I deserve, deserve what I want. You know, it's a, it's a, yeah, I guess I would say it's every day is your, every day is a birthday. When <laughs> I look at it. That's fine. I'm selling You know, out. it's funny. I don't, I don't really like cake. Like the only time I really ate cake was at my wedding. But like, so what is your weakness? Is it stuff like cake and cookies and. Uh, yeah, yeah. Really, um, sweets guy. Yeah, but I'm. I mean, I. Yeah, I'm more like I like brownies, dude. Like oh, brownies! Yeah. I'm a brownie guy. I like brownies, chocolate. You know, in certain ways, I'm, I've never really been too much of a candy eater. Like Skittles and Sour Patch Kids. I mean, that those they're great. You know, it, it tastes good, but. You know, if I can get my hands on like brownie mix mm-hmm. and they even like mixed up, what? I don't know why. I will eat. I will lick the bowl clean. The the when it's mixed up. Yeah, just oh. right when you put the cracked eggs in it and all the nasty stuff. Yeah, you don't even bake it yet. I will tear that up. Really? That uh, I have a, a weakness for brownie mix and uh, a red velvet cake. Oh, really? You like red velvet? I don't know why. I will. Oh. Yeah. How about cheesecake my- too? The thing that jacks me up is peanut M and M's. See, like I that? can go away with that. Now, really? Yeah, I can. Yeah, it is what it is. I mean, peanut M and M's are way better than the ones that are not peanuts, like the the ones in the. Yeah, they're just the chocolate just ones. Chocolate just plate. I don't really like those, but. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I I mean I don't know, man. That candies, candy, sweets are sweets. No matter what, they're all bad for you. Yeah. Anyway, how about so. how about how about what's your what's your uh, What's your advice for just regular food? Like, I know I, you know, like, I, I, if not, I you say, like, a, what's your favorite restaurant? Uh, like, I'm not a big fan of Buffalo Wild Wings, but, but that's like, my every place, time I've been there, right. you've been there. That's that. I, that, this is how bad I, this is how bad I was. I was at Buffalo Wild Wings. I went to Buffalo uh, Wild Wings every day for a week straight. No. <laughs> every day. Hey, every day. Let me, let me get your amen on this. Is it or is it not the worst service ever? That place sucks. It does, but when you when you go there every day, you oh, start they know knowing, you. Then, yeah, right? yeah, I mean, it, you know, you know what's bad when you go there so much. They hung your jersey up. <laughs> it's your jersey in My that jersey one. Jersey was in that one. Oh, <laughs> That's when you know it was bad. They took it down because I stopped going there, man. Really? So, yeah, they were like, man. Did you call them out? Yeah, I called them out. They were like, oh, the manager changed. Enough. Man, y'all just saying because I didn't come there and cater to y'all. I kept that place in business. Yeah. That's what it was. You and, you and I, your... That's when you know it's bad. You come there. Um, I was. Uh, it was traditional night for Tuesdays and boneless Thursdays. Boneless Thursdays. Yep. But it didn't really. I mean, I still came there Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Yep. So, I don't know. <laughs> that. But uh, my favorite, uh, favorite all-time restaurant. Probably Kobe's. Kobe's. Oh, yeah, oh, the, oh, the, the Teflon yeah, table near yeah, your yes, house. Yes, yeah. I always thought that was cool. Yeah, I I think. Yeah, when... I never forget. It's funny, too, because I, uh, one day, you know, like, probably, like, my 
you know, I was probably four or five times ever just watching, you know, Kobe's and er, and watching those guys flip the egg. So you know what I did? <laughs> you tried it at home. I tried it at home. <laughs> I put it in a little pan. Spun it. Spun it. I threw it up in the air. It ain't landed in the pan. <laughs> it did not land in the pan. It went straight on the ground. Straight on the ground. So I ran out of talent, and that was it. You know, I come in, I did it, and my mom walked in, and she goes, what are you doing? <laughs> I was like, uh, it jumped. Yeah, so <laughs> yeah okay, yeah. Hey, you want to know something funny about that? Is that style of Japanese cooking is called teppanyaki, right? I couldn't even spell so, it. Well, that's what it's called. And uh, It's not one, called one, T-Pan Grill? <laughs> T-Pan Grill? <laughs> <laughs> So I went to Teppanyaki place in Japan one time, and I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be the mother of all shows, you know? Right. Like, I'm going to see a lot more than the onion volcano and the rice made in the shape of a heart beating with spatula. Dude, that sucker, like, didn't do anything. Really? Like, he, he like, would put the food down, then he was grilling, and he'd put his hands behind his back and s- s- just wait for it to grill. And so I asked my friend in Japan, like, oh, dude, well, this guy was lame. And he's all that, all that showmanship is a complete American take on Japanese teppanyaki grilling. So the uh, the onion volcano and the spinning the egg and all that and flicking the piece of shrimp into the customer's really? mouth. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. How do I know that? I like American butter better. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, that's not cool, man. That's not cool. But yeah, Kobe's. I like that place. Yeah, that's, Kobe's that's, is good. That's I've... usually where we, all, all the whole the family will, you know, where if it's Mother's Day, Father's Day, birthdays. That's that's, usually, that's, that's the place that for the special the occasions, right? Special occasions, and we just go there just to go there. I think, uh, I think I went there with Ricky. One yeah, time. I, never run I don't think Kobe? I ever seen a Kobe's out here in California. No, no, it's a, it's a, it's I a think it's East a standalone. Yeah. yeah, or is East it a chain? Coast. Uh, I thought it was a standalone. Just no, in, uh, no, no, you guys are... no, no. It's a, it. They're they're all around in Florida. Oh, okay. I mean, as far as I, I'm, but I thought it was. It's definitely a chain somewhere. I don't know if it's just chain in Florida, but you would. I don't know. They're good though. Yeah. It's. Uh, I don't know. What What's your favorite restaurant? My favorite restaurant. Dude. Like right now. <laughs> right now, I like Indian. Sticks, I like huh? Indian food. What's wrong with you, man? Huh? What's wrong with you? Have you ever had Indian food? No. You never... Okay. I mean, I probably have, just not even noticed No, it. no, 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 no. It, it looks nasty, dude. Like, oh, no, no. Yeah, no. Yeah. Like, no. are you the type of person that, like, smells their food before they eat it? Well, yeah. I mean, not, I mean, like, not, not like, 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 obsessively or anything. But if it don't smell good, you won't eat it, right? Yeah. I like, agree. for instance, like, cabbage. Like, cooking cabbage just stinks <laughs> yeah like it just reeks yeah. that's the reason why i don't like cabbage do you eat hummus uh, see hummus uh, tastes good but dude it smells like armpits i only eat the tomato basil hummus yeah that's about the, that's far as i can go but i can't eat like i'm not like dunking it <laughs> I'm like you know i don't even like tuna anymore really either i like chicken salad see that's another yeah. thing see Yep, but yep. chicken salad ain't really that good for you either. Cause you, you don't put, like tuna and you're like a fisherman? I don't like fish. That's the thing. You I, just like catching them. I just like giving them sore lips. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Now, that now 
I have been trying to you know, learn how to eat fish, but every time I go to a sushi restaurant, I just get like what shrimp tempura, yeah, whatever you call it. But it's really not. It's just cooked shrimp, basically. But it says they have a little bit of crab meat in it. Yeah. But I I dunk it in soy sauce. So I don't really ever know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. I like... just want to say that's the reason why I say like. I just want to say I eat sushi, but I really ain't really eating technically sushi. Yeah. But I just want to say, oh, let's go to the sushi restaurant. You know, like, oh, you eat sushi? Yeah, 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 yeah. What <laughs> you, you, ain't eat, you ain't eating the raw octopus. No, uh, no. God, no. That, yeah. I, I'm going to forget. Last time I was at a sushi restaurant, this lady, she asked me, uh, it was like maybe like a rock and roll or something. I don't know. But I swear that thing was moving. <laughs> it was moving. I'm like, I ain't. Yeah. Lady, you better get that thing away from me. Yeah, I, I can't. I can't do sushi. No, I think I have like a a mental block. Like, you know, I feel so bad like killing fish. You know, I've, I that's not. And I, I, I honestly, I can speak for all fishermen are like that. Mm-hmm. They really are. I mean, most people that leash fish bass. Like, I, um, actually, matter of fact, the dude named Fletcher. Um, we did the um parade lap at Loretta's, mm-hmm. and he's a you know, professional bass fisherman, he, he ain't down with killing fish either. Really? You know? I think it's like a fisherman's, like, ritual. Like, it's just, like, bad luck kind of deal. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't know. I'm not I'm not really down with killing the fish, so we always just let them go or break the line or something. But yeah. I'm not, yeah, I've never been. I don't, unless, and I get mad. It's like, if I end up killing the fish on accident, like, if it swallowed a hook or something happened and they die, I, I'm all bummed out. Mm-hmm. You know, I have no other choice but to give it away, but most of the time I don't. Hey, so you're a, a bass fisherman, but um, I think you went, did you go ocean fishing the other night? Uh, on the day after my birthday, yeah, Sunday. Yeah, so is so, the, the technique's obviously much different, correct? Yeah, way different. So most of the time, like, we're at, we just go to San Diego, uh, Mission Bay, and we usually fish for bass, actually. Uh Spotted bay bass, or they call them kelp bass, or whatever they are. I don't really know too much about it. I just know they're just bass. That's what they consider them as. And you don't... Those things got teeth. Mm-hmm. Everything in the ocean got teeth. That's another reason I don't like the ocean, either. <laughs> you stick your finger in there, man. Something's gonna try to tear it off, yep. you know? So, I, uh... We were catching these... It's kind of like a like a waiting game, now. You know, you're sitting there, and you, you throw it, and... Like I said, I've read up so many different things and, you know, try to get them. But the, the best way I've ever gotten is usually hooking, like, a little anchovy out there and throwing it out there and let, you know, the bass go get it. So it's cool. Like, the one thing that's cool about fishing in the ocean is you never really know what you're going to get. Yeah. Because there's so many things out there. Yeah. You can hook onto a stingray or, you know, or a, a shark or, or, or what do they have out here? You drop the line to the bottom, uh, get a little bit, you yeah. know, bay, you know, bass. So it, it's cool to, it's cool to, you know, that you don't really know. So it gives you a good fight. You'll never have that in freshwater lakes. Mm-hmm. But you hook on something that's going to be pulling like a stingray. They ain't no stingray. They ain't going to be, that's going to be a gator. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's something. <laughs> hey, so in freshwater, uh, how is it different when you stream fish then as opposed to lake fishing? Uh, is it a different technique? I mean, fly fishing, like like well, you're fishing in like a river. Yeah, know? I guess like in moving water, is the technique different than, or is that always fly? It's fly fishing, I okay. believe. 
I never really fish in the river too much unless I fish at Loretta's and I always fish with a um, like a fly. That's always that's kind of fun, but it's a lot of work. Yeah. So yeah. one time when I was little, oh, so my dad was a big ocean fisherman. Mm-hmm. Like he'd go on those deep sea boats for like six days and stuff. But uh, my best friend invited me to go fishing up in a uh, like a stream up near Crystal Lake. And so I brought my dad's pole, right? So it's not not this delicate little freshwater pole. It's this big, thick saltwater pole. And I had these big-ass hooks, right? And so my friend's dad was talking crap to us on the way up about how good fisherman he was. And he was saying that if one of us caught a fish before him, he'd give us 20 bucks. So we go, and I got my dad's big-ass saltwater pole. And, you know, the little... Uh, with those eggs? Yeah. Those eggs. Little, like the bobber? No, no, the little... Oh, the fish. egg singer. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, the bait. The, the fluorescent red Oh, oh, things. oh, yeah, okay, yeah. I know exactly. Those oh, yeah. things don't even fit on the hook, right? Because the hook's too big. It's yeah, gnarly. right. So I'm like looking, and then I see a trout just like kind of like, kind of idling like right. in the stream. So I threw it in there, and I just went, wow, and I snagged him like... <laughs> I got the fish through his back, you know. Oh, dude, that you, yeah. I've dude, done that. But but my friend's dad was so mad he wouldn't pay. A he wouldn't pay up, and B he was he was pissed off that I did it that way because he said I was cheating. It is kind of. Like, but dude, I but caught you, a fish. You, you, yeah. I mean, you, you <laughs> poor dude's back probably still sore that today. Yeah. No, no, we we took it home and my mom ate it. Oh, well, so he never made it. Huh? He didn't make it. He didn't make it. <laughs> he didn't make it. But dude, I, I hate fish. I can't eat fish at all. No? Yeah, it's because my dad was, uh, you know, this gnarly deep sea fisherman. He would leave and be gone for days and days and days, and he'd come home. And we So I grew up in Pasadena, right? Mm. And there's like a, there was a decent Japanese-American community there at the time. So my dad would come home, and he, he would literally have, the whole back of his truck would be full of tunas. Big, oh, so giant, you just smell it the right? whole time. Well, dude, you know, like, like at the warehouses, like where they ship parts out, they got those long things with the rollers, you know, where yeah, they slide yeah. a box yeah, down. Yeah. My dad literally had that in the backyard and he would come home and my mom would have this big old gnarly knife and they would have this assembly line where he'd chop the head off and gut it and then slide it down the thing to my mom and she'd fillet it. And put the fish into these, like, uh, aluminum foil triangles, you know? Uh-huh. Like, to have sashimi. And, like, every Japanese person in Pasadena would come over and get fish for my dad, right? But then, you know what that meant for me as a little kid? Sashimi every damn night for, like, two weeks. So, Ugh. you know, when you're a little kid and you don't want to eat something, your parents are saying, eat it, you, eat it, yeah. eat it. So, I had that gag reflex that I didn't want to eat it. And I actually barfed raw fish through my nose. When I was like seven or eight, so yeah, no fish for me since then. Woo! Yeah, yeah, probably wouldn't eat it anymore. After that, <laughs> no yeah. fish, no sushi, but it's cheaper. Would you eat shrimp tempura? Well, I used to eat that a lot, but then I I had an allergic reaction to it when I was like seventeen. You're, so you're allergic to shrimp? I'm allergic to shellfish, dude. I ate a bad one and my face swelled up like. Huh. Yeah, it was it was bad. So I know if I don't ever like you ever again, I'm you slip some shrimp in my. Right, just maybe some like powder shrimp. Powder. That's why when I have to go to a, a foreign in, country, I always take drink. 
I always take Benadryl. Mountain biking, from... that slow you down, Yo, huh? <laughs> put shrimp in my mountain bike bottle. <laughs> yeah, just took like a little bit, like I'm, I was, just shrimp powder. Plot, plot, <laughs> just them plot. <laughs> so, hey, when I pulled up tonight, you and uh, Rango were in the garage packing. So you're going Spain. home to home to Florida. Yeah, we're going. Yeah, we're going. So we're going to flying out, uh, taking a red eye out tonight, land Tuesday morning. Uh, and then we have the ride day Wednesday, mm-hmm. and then we fly when late Wednesday night to Spain. To uh, and then we're from Spain, we're back here, back to L.A. or Florida, or California, and uh, we ride probably Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Depends, and uh, go home for Thanksgiving and spend the weekend home with the family and stuff, and mm-hmm. then uh, come fly back, fly back here to Sunday. And that's pretty much it. That's where I'm stuck here for a little bit. Yeah. You know what you need to do when you go home for Thanksgiving? Uh, you need to find that kit I gave you and bring it back. I have a kit here. You do? Yeah. You never post a picture in it. Yeah, you're right. I haven't. You I thought haven't. I was going to ride with you. Well, dude, you got my phone number. I do. Spawny's on a strict program, man. He ain't letting, he ain't letting, it, he, ain't <laughs> you, he ain't letting me out. There ain't no ride I'm on phone. a tight leash, boy. I'm on a real tight leash. Tight leash. Tight leash. I mean, you can come on. Now we're mountain biking, so now we, you know, because I know you, I wouldn't invite you on a three and a half hour road bike ride. No, I hate road bikes. Yeah, that, that's, that don't even sound really fun. No, it's not. <laughs> not. Yeah, you know, you're, you're hey, I got conned into riding to the, to the beach with uh, Brock Tickle one day. No, Never no again. fun. You know, the best thing about that ride was the pancakes at Kino's afterwards. <laughs> but, uh. All right, yeah. so hey, we're gonna plug my my uh, my show sponsor right now because when I pulled up, you were packing in an Ogeo bag, and I, I was pretty impressed that you had a front wheel inside one of those gear bags. Oh. Yeah, no, the the ninety eight hundred works good. <laughs> I gotta give it to him. And that was I hope and pray they'll never take that bag away. But that's that is the ultimate bag for moto or for anything. Anything yeah. you want, anything that you need, that bag works good. So, nah, we're Got a front axle. No, it's actually a rear wheel. It was a rear wheel? Yeah. So yeah. I noticed you had uh, a, the bag, and then you had a scale out there to weigh it so you don't go yeah, over no, 50 pounds, you, right? Yeah, we're, 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 push, we're 49. <laughs> <laughs> we're 49, so uh, it, it's a little tough. It's going to be are a you, tough. Are you taking the parts for your race in Spain, or are you taking it for the bike at home? Uh, we're taking it for the race in Spain, so I won't even, we, we actually won't even unload any of that uh, okay. stuff. So what what's set is set. We don't want to add any more weight or... If anything, we take anything out, but there's nothing to be. Do you taken know, if you out. let the airs out of that tire, it'll be lighter. <laughs> there is no air. What are you talking about? <laughs> there's no. There's not even a tire on it. It's oh, just it's a, just a wheel. It's just a oh, wheel. Sure. Yeah. I was so just jaggling. Maybe I'll take a couple spokes out. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, what parts will you take with you to uh, to the race in Spain? Uh, I mean, typically suspension, wheels, oh, yeah, suspension, wheels, uh, you know, grips. Um, handlebars, like all the basic stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, no, nothing like engine parts or anything. Yeah, like that. yeah. We don't need to take anything like that. You know, typical basic, enough to where you know you're comfortable. Um, you know, we'll take like maybe foot pegs and mm-hmm. uh, our our chain, sprocket, you know, yeah. things like that. But it's all basic stuff. But you don't realize, man, like you got a lot of stuff to take off. Yeah. Just to do on those races and. You know, a lot of those, I mean, some of the people, man, they'll take the motors and mm-hmm. things like that. But, you know, we're not, 
You know, we're going over here. This is this is a race that you're putting on a show. You know, you're not trying to go out there and, you know, you obviously you want to do good and win, but you're not trying to risk it. You know, yeah. there's there's way more bigger things to, to do than than do that. So, you know, we're here to put on a good show and have some fun, get some gay drops, and have a good time mm-hmm. over there in Spain. And, and anyway, I'm trying to learn some Spanish. Some Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> So, I don't know anything about Spain, but I heard it's pretty good. Oh, Barcelona is awesome. I heard it's pretty Well, I mean, they I mean, they better show me a good time over there. If not, I'm going to have to show my own self a good time. But either way, I'm I'm going to have a good time over there. So, I've got to add that one to the resume. i got to stamp it. Do you think uh, Spanish girls like chocolate? Is that where they is that where they come from over there? Spain? Is that where it really well, is? If you're from Spain, you're Spanish, bro. bro I don't really know. I really don't. I They're not was... English. Oh no, bro! I thought that's well, either. But I mean, Spain. I, I thought Spanish is really. I mean, well, I guess so. It's either Puerto Rico or Mexico. I thought that's where it originally comes from. Well, there's Spanish. See? That's the closest thing for homeschool. Me. <laughs> homeschool. That's what it was. <laughs> Look, we didn't. I didn't come over here to. You know, when I was in school, we didn't talk about Europe. We talked about American. And everything that was close to it, Mexico. That's closest. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't talk about something that most kids that didn't that were in my school, they didn't know anything about Spain. <laughs> yeah. Hey, wh- where's Rango from? Your mechanic. He's Mexican. He's me- is he yeah. straight Mexican? Yeah, his Jason Martin like, Montoya. Okay, yeah. I thought maybe he was like Puerto Rican or something. No, he's actually like really. I mean, he's a Mexican born American, so he don't really know Mexican. He don't even know like. Spanish that well, so if like, a real, like, he, like a like real he goes like, to Miguel's like, Junior and thinks, "Oh, this is authentic." No, <laughs> he, he was like, "Oh no, he, that dude eats Taco tried, Bell." Yeah, he's a <laughs> yeah, he's a. You don't go to Carl's Junior just think you're just a hero. No, he no, this dude's eating straight Americanized food. Now I do give him credit. Now he's he's like he said he likes tacos. Uh, and or no, not tacos. Uh, corn with with uh, mayo on it. And like chili peppers. Oh yeah. Oh, what do they call that? I don't know what it is. Well, the, I, the first time I that, read that was in you Texas. You don't put mayo on corn. Oh no, no, dude! In Texas, no, I don't care. This, Texas this Mexican or not, guy with this little booth, and he had like cut the corn off the cob, right? Put it in a cup, mayonnaise in it, Parmesan cheese, chili peppers, stirred up, and gave it to me like that. It was good. You know what? I, promise I think you. we should probably shit in this podcast because I don't really like you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you're the guy that don't like watermelon. You yeah, I've learned to eat it now. Huh? I've learned, you know. I've learned. I've had to learn to eat a lot of different things now. You know, like I said, working with the BC Fit Meal. So, yep. you know, you, you, there is no more buffalo wings. That Those days are done. You got to learn to eat grilled, grilled chicken. You got, you know, asparagus, green beans, all the healthy stuff. So, yeah. you got to learn to eat that. Is that expensive to eat well like that? Like junk you know what's cheap. funny is that that's all I, was, I was always thinking. I was like, you know, this to this day, it doesn't make sense to me that, that it costs more to eat healthy than it does to eat bad. Yeah, right? It's it like, hey, I'm, I'm not paying for them pesticides and yeah, hormones. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, when you uh, when you go to the grocery store and you see about 24 chickens for, you know, 24 wings or whatever it is for, you know, like four bucks, that's, that's a good deal to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey. Real quick, let's grab Rango and bring him in here and, and uh, get him on the mic. I don't even think he's even in here. 
Huh? I don't think there's even in the garage. Well, we can we can go on. You can go and get them. Right, I'll go get them. All right. So uh, Malcolm checked, but Rango's in there showering. So uh, we're unfortunately not going to have uh, a Mexican mechanic wrench. It, hey, this could have been like the trifecta in this truck right now. <laughs> you know, we got a Japanese guy, a black guy, and a Mexican guy. That sounds like a, a pretty gnarly mob, doesn't it? Huh? <laughs> it does. <laughs> so, so, all right. So, how did I do, dude? This is my first Swap Moto Live podcast. Like, was I okay host? Was I boring? Was I lame? Uh, no, I think it's pretty good. I think it's fun. Uh, you know, with me, you're always going to get some good entertainment. Uh I don't know. I think you did a good job to me. So, yeah. you know, hats off to you. But you <laughs> What do you know, think we... of my studio? This is the this is the Toyota of Escondido Mobile Swap Moto Live recording studio. I mean, I like the pads. I think yeah, the pads got... are, they, they're cool. You know, I went in the guitar center and was like, yo, bro. So I'm going to record this thing in my front seat. But I get this echoey sound. And the guy sold me this kit with all this foam in it, you know? Like, I think this foam was like 100 bucks, right? It's got the zigzags. I should probably just go buy that egg crate foam at the camping station. I was going to say, I mean, I I probably would have just, yeah, the egg crate. Or that, hung that, up a sweatshirt from the rear the view sweatshirt, mirror. The sweatshirt always gets it done. That could have worked. Yeah, it could have, but this is better. <laughs> this is, look, it's more, it looks more quality. Yeah, although it, right it now. It fits the vehicle. The egg does. crate doesn't. No, this, but this, you know what? There's people driving by right now and they see the foam in the windows. They probably think somebody's getting down in here. Yeah, no, I, I, if I was driving by, I would, I would drive by real slow. <laughs> like, hey, what's going, what's going on, on in there? Why didn't windows fog? Yeah, a lot of those windows fogging up. <laughs> you know, there's no, there's nothing but bad things going on in there. Yeah, and then so like your neighbor pulled up right there. If he was sitting in his car and we got out, two guys got out, he might think something funny was going on. Uh, probably he'd be like, Malcolm, come here, man. We need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Raiders fan too, so he's probably been kind of devastated a little bit. Oh, yeah. So who's your team? Raiders. I'll I'll be proud to say it. I'm proud, but man, it's been a tough one this year, boy. It's been tough. And uh, I actually made a comment today on my Instagram. I, you know, I usually, you know, being a Raiders fan, obviously, you know, we've been taking a lot of big L's since 2002. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, this yeah. is like our theme song. Right? What? Whose theme song? Like our podcast oh, theme song. Oh, yeah. Me, me oh, and yeah. You. Me and you. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the Raiders haven't really been doing it big lately. Mm. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, win or lose. But every, I was saying, back to what I was saying on Instagram, you know, uh, Rivers, man, like... You know, obviously, it's for the Chargers quarterback, and every time he beats us, I just it just doesn't make sense to me why we get beat by a dude named Rivers. You know, no sea, no ocean, not even a hurricane, but a dude named Rivers. Rivers. Like, it just eats me alive. But, you know, but it is what it is. You know, we, we take L's, you know, that's, you know, that's, but we're, we're coming out swinging. We got a new, we got a new head coach, and I think there's some new staffing going around. So we'll be good. We'll be good. We're going to Vegas. Raiders are going to Vegas. Yeah, what, do you, what do you think about that? I think it's cool. I can't wait to go in the stadium. What do you, uh, 
I, I've seen you before, like, post on social I've media. I've seen like, you before, too. Well, no, I'm saying, like, <laughs> <laughs> you'll wear a jersey on game day. Yeah, I do. Yeah? I, I'm, a, I'm all out. I'm all out. You know what's funny, though, is, like, I've never been to uh, a football game. I've never been In to person. A, nope. I've been, never been. I've obviously, you know, clearly watched it, but never been to an NFL football game. I've been to plenty of college games, you know, tailgates. That but remember, I remember back in 2014, I was telling you about all that. Mm. Well, that was that was a good time, huh? Well, let me ask you this: Why is it okay for like you to walk around like on game day? Why is it perfectly fine for you to walk in a restaurant wearing a football jersey, right? Right. But like somebody that does that in a motocross jersey, like motocross people, like laugh. Like, cause I, I mean, you know, yeah, no, you, you know, we call, right. we yeah, started no, the whole, right. we started the whole pickup kit, you know, term years ago at Transworld, but like, you know, like a, if a fan shows up to the Supercross wearing a Malcolm Stewart jersey, that that's cool for you, right? You see him, oh, he's wearing my jersey I gave him, like, yeah. like three years ago or whatever. But if you everybody have the else, same is, person, but it's kind of kooky, right? Like, like, dude, you cannot wear your jersey like in the grocery store. You look, you, you look yeah. funny. Yeah, but if somebody's wearing a jersey, like, like a, a football, football jersey, it's like you don't think twice. I mean, we ain't trying to compare the apples to apples, but <laughs> I'm sorry, but football is way bigger than dirt bikes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's that that's number one rating. You know, so that's what we're trying to shoot for. Yeah, you know, but uh, no, nah, I mean, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. I mean, it. You know, I mean, like I said, I'm I'm a big Raiders fan, so I wear my jersey. I wear my jersey, Marshawn Lynch jersey, every Sunday. Yeah. Every Have you Sunday. gone to a a stadium and purposely worn, you know, like stadiums jersey to try to get a reaction from from the crowd? No, cause like, I feel like I'm being a traitor. I mean, I, I'll I'll wear like you know, obviously I got buddies that play different, you know. Like what if it's um, Tavis Murray? Like he plays for the Vikings. Actually, you know what's funny is this year, uh, um, Muskan had a Latavius Murray jersey on because he's number twenty-five. Mm-hmm. So I was laughing. I was like, ah. But <laughs> um, no, Marcus Cannon for the Patriots. I mean, there's I got some, you know, a lot of buddies that are different. So I mean, if I was going to, I would wear their jersey. Mm-hmm. My their actual jersey, but you know those 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 get those are hung up. So yeah, you know, that's it's kind of I ain't gonna break it out for that reason. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I mean, like I said, for me, like I'm always a Raiders fan, no matter what. But I wouldn't I wouldn't go to I would if if you're asking like I would never go to a if I was going to an NFL game I would never wear like a different team jersey just to fit in with the crowd. Mm-hmm. No, I wouldn't even wear my own jersey. I would like that's what you don't do though. You don't go, you don't go to a Cardinals game if they're not even playing a Raiders. They're Cardinals versus a Charger, and you're wearing a Raiders jersey. Like that, <laughs> that, that's just something you just don't do. Yeah, that's good. There's those people. There's people out there that do it, but th- that's when you get made fun of. Yeah, that's when you get made fun of. So will you go as far as to, like wear the jersey and the hat? Oh a, yeah, a kit. No, I wear it like I'm like I literally try to dress out all like black and silver as much, oh, yeah? much as possible. Yeah. How about silver football pants? I would. <laughs> I would. I would. If I had it, I would. I mean, I usually wear. I'm, you know, 
black and white or child. I match. I match. Match. Yeah, I have to. That's, then you, it's it's football, man. Like that's I'm big. I love me some football. That yeah. is like my favorite sport. So, um, what time I'll is Mikey B from the Monday night game right now? Doesn't matter. My team ain't playing. Okay, so you don't watch unless it's your team. No, no, I do. Well, like like you know, Big Dahmer that I work with, he watches every single game. No, I mean I During watch the season. He won't even ride dirt bikes on Sundays. No, that's I usually that's usually what's happening. I'm always watching football. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the way to do it. You have to. But dude, you can't watch football without wings. Now I have to. <laughs> you you watch your football with a bowl of broccoli? I don't even like broccoli. So, what what healthy food that they make you eat do you like now? Uh, asparagus. Only thing I, I don't only thing I don't like about asparagus just makes your piss stink. Out yeah, of yeah, like stinky. Like yeah. you know, like real. You know, like you wake up. And, Three o'clock in the morning, and you take a piss, and you're just like, "Ooh, yeah, no good." Yeah. How about cauliflower? No. You just, don't like cauliflower? No, I just I mean, you just see it on people's ears. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, that's the truth. I mean, you, you'll, you'll, I'll never fight somebody that had cauliflower. Oh hell no! No, you'll get. Yeah, that's a good way to get beat up. Yeah, sure. Um. Uh, asparagus, yeah, it's good. I mean, obviously green beans, peas. I don't like cabbage. I love greens. Uh, I mean, I don't know as much as far as I can keep going. Hmm. I don't, I'm not a Brussels sprouts guy, though. Oh, Brussels sprouts are good. Have you had, no, have you had the Brussels sprouts down the street at BJ's? BJ's pizza, the best thing they got there is Brussels sprouts. Yeah, I mean, if, if I go eat BJ's, I'm going to get a pizza, bro. Or are you going to go next door and get the wild ones? Yeah, see, that's right. You got to stay away from those. That's <laughs> down there, it's dangerous, man. It is. It's dangerous. You know, you got to run the Target. That's it. Run it. <laughs> Target, the best buy, or Starbucks. And if you go to Starbucks now, you know, you got uh, to get yourself a coffee. But that's it. The, the, every, everything else over there is dangerous. Yeah, it is. Although, I still do crave Chipotle every now and then. I will. I will do that. I will give. I do give some, I like Chipotle. But now you got to change the bowl up. Yeah. You got to, you know, now it's, you know, it's black beans, chicken. You can't have a burrito anymore. You know, no, no cheese. Do you, do you eat that nasty ass sofritas thing? What's that? It's like baked meat. Casey, Casey. Oh, like no, bro. No. Right? Dom eats sofritas. Like he thinks he's like a vegan. A tofu. No, yeah. That. I've never been that. So do you get steak or chicken? You know when you go like go to a sushi restaurant, you get the, the miso soup and it's yeah. got the little white nasty yeah. in there? No, dude, that tofu's good. What's wrong with tofu you, man? that's supposed to taste like tofu is good. Tofu that's made what to taste tofu? like meat. What is tofu? What is tofu? Explain soy, to me. It's soybeans like like made into these white squares, <laughs> I think. <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> How are you supposed to know something you don't even it's, know? It's soybeans. I know it's, it's a derivative of soybeans. Uh, and I don't know how they make it white, but like you know when you go. I was gonna say, so how do they make it white then? If it's soybeans, yeah, no, soybeans you, aren't white unless it's just dried up. No, all like you know the edamame is that you get those yeah. green beans that you squeeze out. Yeah, that's I a love soybean. Those. That 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 yeah. ain't white when it comes out. Yeah, I know. So I don't know how they make it white. <laughs> maybe it's not. Maybe it's not that healthy. Maybe it's no, Maybe it's just not tofu what you're eating. I heard. I always heard that people say don't ever look at what miso what's made of miso soup because you don't ever eat it. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Miso comes as a paste, like toothpaste at first, and you 
mix it squeeze in. it in the water and it makes that brown stuff but yeah basically. i think miso's the derivatives of soybeans also i don't know i don't i don't know but it'd be tasting good though yeah. um all right dude well man i was hoping to get 40 minutes out of you and i think we got over an hour but uh thanks again for uh being on the very first swap moto live yeah. podcast presented by ogo you know your fine sponsor and mine wait do you have an ogo backpack uh no i don't dude you gotta get a backpack I need to get so a backpack. good the zippers are like really good i need to i need to get me a backpack Right now, I'm I'm just carrying. Oh, you get that? You got that Man Crush Monday backpack. Hey. Oh, the ostrich skin. Hey. What is know. MCM? What does that stand for? Besides Man Crush Monday, it's like uh, some fancy pinkies out. Uh, you know, Malcolm Candy Monday. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, mean, I saw that store at the mall one time, and I said to my wife, "Hey." See that backpack right there? Malcolm carries that around as a dirt bike races. I do. Now, I, I will say, I, I, I take care of my backpack. I don't like the... That is... I mean, like I said, I, it's a it's a good backpack, but, you know... But aren't you worried, me... like, like okay, so for... Uh, it to get what, stolen? Absolutely. Well, yeah, so for my... My mom bought me that backpack. That was the thing. I, I felt so bad for her. I didn't want to, like, just not use it, you yeah. know? So, you know, anytime, you know... It's mama, you know, she gave you a gift, you gotta you gotta, you gotta use, use it. it. It's a nice backpack. And I like it because it's M C M. There's two two of me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I got a for my uh for my wedding anniversary, my wife got me this Louis Vuitton backpack and I made her return it because 'cause I'm all someone's gonna break into my truck to steal my damn backpack. And I feel like you're a jerk. I'm a jerk? Yeah. Dude, come on. I mean she bought you a Louis Vuitton. It was a knee-jerk reaction, though, because I got her a ring. And so she's like, runs out and gets me this oh, well, bag, you know? Oh, so See, really, when you bail- so it was So really, it was more so of just like, I need to like do something. Yeah, because yeah. see, like we agreed to, uh, you know, those are our 25th anniversary this year. So we were, time, like, man. we were like, hey, so uh, let's just not get anything for each other. Let's just go on vacation. So and you show up with a ring. Oh, I see. You know, come on, see, man. Well, see, see, you started it off wife. bad, right there. You, <laughs> let's not do anything. Let's not do anything. Oh, let me just go get this ring real quick. See, that's your fault. Yeah. See, you started the war. But I get it. You know, you should have just gave me the backpack. Yeah, I should have gave it to you. But yeah, um, sold on <laughs> Craigslist. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So we are really gonna wrap it up this time. But uh, yeah, you said that like two thank, twenty thank minutes you. ago. Thank you, thank you. So, you know, good luck in uh, in Spain. And after Thanksgiving, when you get back, I'm going to call Swanee and ask if I can come on one of those rides with you guys on a mountain bike. Yeah, you'd be going to ITT for sure. Oh, ITT. I love that trip. So, you like ITT? Yeah, it's good. It's way you know, better than Skyline. Cause it's, uh, yeah, I give you that one. When but, you get to the tree line, it's pretty. Skyline just looks like dookie the whole um, time. I don't think you rode ITT lately, because lately it's been all burnt, bub. Oh, yeah, burned up. I haven't ridden in a while. Yeah. ITT, actually, you can still, like, smell. Yeah, like it's the, crazy, huh? It yeah, like, like every, when the higher you get, like you, it starts, like, burning your throat. So, yeah, no, it's, ITT isn't that, it's not that good right now. But, you know, it's funny, because <clears throat> usually you can tell about the pine. That's when you start kind of getting yeah. somewhat close. Well, all that's burnt, you don't really know when you're getting there. Yeah. 
It's all burnt. So it's all. But I went, like I said, for me, I haven't rode ITT in forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I honestly thought I was like around the corner. Mm-hmm. I wasn't. I was still <laughs> had like two more miles to go. I was so bummed. I was just like, you know what, this is not, this is not fun. But you know, we kept, we kept pushing. You know what's cool about ITT is there's not that many people riding it. I don't know if I like like that. Well, see, that's the reason why I like Greer because there's a lot of people. Yeah. Are you scared of mountain lions? I'm scared of everything that's trying to get you. Yeah. So I was riding. I mean, you'll never. You ever hear about a mountain lion in Florida? No. (laughs) No. Do you guys got? Yeah. And the thing about mountain lions, like. You heard about people getting killed by them. Yeah, eaten. Yeah, eat alive. You know what I mean? Like, it's that... I mean, yeah, I guess you hear that in Florida, too, huh? Yeah, gators, gators eat you alive. Man, my gators, man. That's just... People... <laughs> people. You get eaten by a gator, you deserve to get eaten by a gator. <laughs> you know what I mean? They don't hunt you, right? No, they ain't hunting you. Like, I mean, everybody says, like, kid, you know, things like that. I get it. You know, that's, you know, that's just... That's one out of the yeah. million of gators. You know, yeah, he was yeah. just... He was a little hungry. But... For the most part, gators usually more. They always say gators are more scared of you than you are scared of them. Yeah. Now rattlesnakes. You don't like rattlesnakes? I don't even like snakes, bro. I'm not like, I'm not cool with the snake. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't like. I see a snake like any. Oh, I'll never forget. I was in Florida. Dude, I'm about blew my ACL out when I stepped <laughs> outside my outside of my house. I mean, I legit. I mean, I never. I seriously, I've never ran. I was I ran faster than Usain Bolt. <laughs> I did. I was gone. I don't care how big. But that it was thing. it. Could, it wasn't. You know, rattlesnakes in Florida. Do you? Yeah, we do. Oh, you do. Yeah, we got rattlesnakes. I don't think. Um, uh, I don't. Uh, king snakes. They don't bite. Yeah, well, king I mean, snakes are they, badass. They, they, they look cool, but yeah. I, don't, I don't think they're poisonous. Those little those no, copperheads or whatever. Copperheads, rattlesnake. Yeah. Or co- or what's the? Well, you ain't got cobras there. No. There's rattlesnakes and there's like. The pythons are the ones that squeeze you. And, I thought uh, I was an anaconda. Well, I don't know. I watched anaconda. You ever watch that movie called Snakes on a Plane? <laughs> yeah, that's so dumb. All right. Hey, <laughs> legit, I promise you. I know y'all listening. So check this out. I watched that movie, Snakes on a Plane, okay? For about three months straight, I would not put my feet down. <laughs> when you're on a plane, I would not put my feet down on the plane. I would not do it. I would refuse to. That bag that when the lady opened the bag and the snake got her mouth, <laughs> I I crushed that bag up. <laughs> and and on top of that, to make it even worse, I go to the bathroom. I flush the toilet before I open before it. Before you open it, I was dude, that 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 movie scarred me for life. I had nightmares forever. Oh. Like, oh. I mean, I was like, I'll never forget. I thought that thing was going to swallow my stuff whole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, all right, guys. We're almost out of here. All right. So, I don't know. I, I, like, like on the video show, they make me say, if you like the show, subscribe and like and comment below. But I don't, I don't know how podcasts work. So I don't really know how podcasts it, work. If, if, if it was good... Like it if there's a like button. I'm not sure if there is. Um, I don't or know. leave a comment. Yeah, you can leave a comment. Can you? Yeah, I, well, because it'd be on my website, so you could leave a comment. So they could either tell me it was good or too long or too short or 
or, uh, or the acoustics in my uh, mobile recording studio was no good or or whatever. But anyway, Malcolm, good luck. I will see you when you get back. We're going to hang. Maybe on a, a off day we can go get some chicken wings. Ooh. Not tell Swanee. Because he's not going to listen to this. So he won't. No, he's probably listening right now. <laughs> probably just shaking his head. I'm probably going to get a text message when I get out of this truck. Oh, shit. Saying, oh, you messed up, sir. All right, man. Well, hey, uh, I really genuinely hope things work out and you're on the uh, MCR Honda team. Come in and have one. I'm looking forward to seeing a, uh, a fit Malcolm Stewart do some damage in the 450 class. And I look forward to seeing you, like, turning your handlebars to the steering locks and shaking your head on the steering line. You know it. <laughs> you know it. That's the goal. So right so. on. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. And uh, follow uh, Malcolm Stewart on Instagram. That's right. Peace out. See it. Out. See it. Out. See it. Out. See it. Out. See it.